an FCPA case occurs, sanctions case occurs, fraud case occurs, look at your own conduct, use it as a litmus test, a benchmark, something to look for, the red flags that were missed in that case, look at those and the existence of those in your own case. Global companies face unprecedented risks and challenges in today's economy. To mitigate these legal and economic risks, companies are rapidly embracing and elevating the importance of robust ethics and compliance programs to promote positive corporate citizenship. On Corruption, Crime and Compliance, you'll hear from industry leaders and insiders about how to create effective ethics and compliance programs that will mitigate risks and maximize financial performance. Here's your host, Michael Volkov. Well, hello, everyone. Mike Volkov here. Welcome to Corruption, Crime, and Compliance. Today, we're going to talk about another sad case, Bank of America paying $250 million to the CFPB and to the OCC. We'll get through those initials in a minute for account fraud and abuse. And Bank of America joined the club of consumer abusers. Wells Fargo had been the well-established leader of this club in the financial industry, particularly in the banking industry, and the poster child for abusive consumer practices. I wanted to go into this in a little bit more detail. There are two things to highlight. One is the nature of the abuse itself, which is just incredible to me, and the problem with incentive structures for salespeople in particular, when they are not adequately mitigated or there's not an adequate risk assessment of what kind of conduct can encourage and incentivize. And second, you would think that Wells Fargo's case would have sent alarm bells throughout Bank of America to take a look at their own sales practices to make sure they don't suffer from the same type of abusive conduct. And what's clear is Bank of America just kept its head down, blinders on, and then developed their own problem. And in response to the Wells Fargo scandal, come on, you would have expected that Bank of America and other major banks would have double-checked their own consumer practices to ensure they were not engaged in similar misconduct. And like I said, Bank of America ignored the possibility and just blithely continued on its way in the marketplace. So this is another instructive example, but you can apply it in other places as well. An FCPA case occurs, sanctions case occurs fraud case occurs, look at your own conduct, use it as a litmus test, a benchmark, something to look for, the red flags that were missed in that case, look at those and the existence of those in your own case. Let's talk a little bit more about the enforcement actions themselves. It was two agencies involved, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, and the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, which is a part of the Treasury Department. And they announced coordinated enforcement actions and settlements. So Bank of America agreed to pay CFPB $190 million for consumer harms and penalties and $60 million to the OCC in penalties. When we start to go through the conduct, it's going to ring familiar to you, like the Wells Fargo case, if you followed that. The Bank of America employees here opened credit card accounts in customers' names without their consent, using the credit reports that it obtained illegally. In other words, they didn't get the consent of the consumer to get the credit report. No, they got the credit report illegally, and then they used that information to open up credit card accounts. 
This goes all the way back to 2012. And remember, the Wells Fargo scandal started in around 2013 in Los Angeles when the city started to notice the problems and started to engage in investigations and then in enforcement action. That quickly mushroomed into just the national controversy. So starting in 2012, Bank of America employees illegally applied for and then enrolled customers in credit card accounts in order to reach sales incentive goals. And then this year, after discovering actually the problem, they eliminated the sales incentives for branch employees for sales of credit card accounts. There you go. So what should have happened is they should have never had the sales incentive program to begin with. In addition, though, to the opening of these fake accounts or false accounts, Bank of America charged overdraft fees multiple times for the same transactions. So Bank of America charged customers $35 after the bank declined a transaction when the customer had insufficient funds in his or her account. Over a number of years, though, Bank of America then generated substantial additional revenues by charging multiple $35 fees for the same transaction. In other words, they would try the transaction to process it. It would be declined. They would charge $35. And then they would try again and charge another $35. Also, Bank of America targeted individuals with special offers of cash and points when signing up for a credit card but failed to provide such bonuses to tens of thousands of customers who submitted in-person or over-the-phone applications. The bank also denied sign-up bonuses to consumers due to the failure of Bank of America's business processes and systems. So back up for a second. What they would do is they'd say, here's a special offer, cash, points, whatever, travel reward points or things like that when you sign up for a credit card. But they fail to include in the fine print that the bonus only went to those people who did it online. If you showed up and opened a credit card account or a new account or you did it over the phone, you didn't get that bonus. They failed to make that clear in their promotional materials. So people were seeking these bonuses and didn't get them and obviously complained about them. Then there was just a failure to process in their own systems to consumers, their business processes and systems, and they denied sign-up bonuses just because their program didn't operate correctly. Now, the CFPB ordered Bank of America to compensate consumers who were charged the insufficient funds fees, and that totaled approximately $80.4 million in consumer compensation. And in addition, the CFPB ordered Bank of America to compensate consumers who incurred costs from the unauthorized opening of new credit card accounts. So in those situations, let's say they got the credit report and then they opened the credit card account, they would then have to compensate the consumers for the cost. And I would think the cost of securing the credit report. Now, the OCC had a separate enforcement action against Bank of America and that was part of the overall settlement and imposed a $60 million civil penalty for its practice of assessing multiple overdraft and insufficient fund fees for a single transaction. So the CFPB was focused primarily on the opening of the fake credit card accounts or the unverified or the ones that were done against the consumer's knowledge. So the OCC came in and sort of hit them harder on the multiple overdraft and insufficient fund fees for a single transaction. And the OCC found that 
Bank of America charged customers tens of millions of dollars in fees on resubmitted transactions. And notice the violation here was of Section 5 of the Federal Trade Commission Act and the prohibition on unfair or deceptive acts or practices. The OCC hinged a lot of its actions on the FTC Section 5. Now, just going back in time so that we have the clear record of where Bank of America began on some of these enforcement actions. In 2014, the CFPB ordered Bank of America to pay $727 million to compensate victims for illegal credit card practices. Eight years later, the CFPB ordered Bank of America to pay a $10 million penalty for unlawful garnishments. And later in 2022, the CFPB and OCC fined Bank of America $225 million for erroneous disbursement of state unemployment benefits during the COVID-19 pandemic. So you have a pretty clear pattern and practice here. And to see this resulting in this new enforcement action leading to $250 million, it'll be interesting to see what else comes down the line for Bank of America. But you would think that they would be on top of this, knowing that the CFPB is as tough as it is right now and that the OCC has been also pretty active. This is a tough regulatory environment, and you would think Bank of America would try to address that through some kind of mitigation and sort of risk analysis and conducting audits to make sure that they don't run into future abuses and practices like this. We'll stay on top of Bank of America, see what's going on, and we'll keep you posted as we'll probably see new actions at some point. And an interesting case in the context of the banking industry. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next week for another episode. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to support the show is by subscribing on your favorite listening platform. To learn more and connect with Michael Volkov, go to volkovlaw.com.